Blog Talk Radio. David, are you in? Yes, yes. How you doing, David? Hey, pretty good, you guys. How are you? All right. I'm sorry about the. Uh, I'm sorry about the uh, um, the technical uh, problems. This is my second week doing this. And, no problem. Uh, and, and you know, um, uh, I'm trying. You know, I'm trying to get all these. I mean, Sunday night, I did very well. I don't know what's going on tonight and what have you. So, uh, again, uh, I was saying, uh, uh, I just got finished talking about 
the presidential uh, race uh, 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 this year. Uh, how do you feel about it? How you feel? <laughs> let, let, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Now, I already told the folks my concerns about uh, about um, my, my feelings about Trump and the impact that he may have on the community. Um, we think if Trump wins. And there is a strong there's a strong possibility that this man will be the next president of the United States. I mean, we really, I mean, we already had. I mean, I, I, we think the impact will be on the black community if this man is president of the United States. Okay, so here's here's the deal. <sighs> Barack Obama, when he was sworn in eight years ago, let me see, I think that night, me and my family danced, we cried, we, I mean, it was just, it was, it was beyond belief. I'm sure a lot of, you know, black households did the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, but since he's been in office, you know, I'm not knocking him in because to be honest, you know, he's had his critics, but, you know, he came into the, to the you know, office, he couldn't be the president for black people. He had to he had to be the president for all America. I get that. But since he's been in office, he's passed more executive uh, executive orders than the past eight Republican presidents. And I don't know how many of those have benefited us. And we know that racism is at an all-time high. You know, so maybe it's like, you know, kind of a, a counter uh, thing, I think, where, you know, maybe some – really um, conservative white people said, look, you got a black president. Now we're going to have to give you, you know, breaks in these other areas. Or I can be honest about how I feel. So on one side, I think that if Trump gets in office, they'll probably feel like, okay, wow, we've got the White House back. And now we'll, um, we have to start being nice to the black people. I don't know. Maybe it might go the other way. But then I worried about that because he doesn't have any experience. And we know that when it comes to the world stage, you know, kind of America has led the way, you know, and so I, if we are to believe what the media says, a lot of our world leaders have expressed their concern because Trump is ill-prepared, he's a hothead, and, you know, when you're dealing with people like, you know, Kim Jong-il of North Korea, who also is a hothead, and other totalitarian dictatorships, the republic that we live in, you know, tends to be more reactive than proactive, and so what if he gives us in a global thermonuclear war? They were screwed, you know. Uh, so, I mean, I'm I'm worried about that. <laughs> Probably over anything, you know. Plus, of course, I'm keeping my options open and getting my passport in case I do have to go back to the motherland and buy a house. But you know, other than that, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I've been following Trump since the early '80s. You know, now I'm telling my age. I've been following Trump since the early '80s. Everything this man has touched, and I've been, you know, since I've been back on the air for two weeks, I, 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 uh, um, I, I've been really be beating this drum. Every, everything this man had Trump in New York, he's a joke. The New York Post don't like him. 
The Daily News don't like him. The New York Times think he's a clown. Now, they may not. Uh, I haven't seen the latest cartoon cartoons uh, 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 in about a year from, uh, from the New York papers. But the last thing I saw, it was a really uh, 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 negative cartoon on Trump. And, and, and in New York, he's not really taking very, even though he won the state, now, you know, Pennsylvania, and the only reason why, but the only reason why Pennsylvania like him, because he built a, 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 the casino in the Navy Yard, in the old Philadelphia Navy Yard, and created some, a little bit of jobs. But everything he touched, I think the only successful thing he had was that hotel in, in Midtown Manhattan. Everything, the casino he had in Atlantic City, uh, uh, the, 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 uh, all this, the, the football team that he bought, you know, got uh, in the United States Football League, and he took the NFL to court. He won the court, but he won it for a dollar, and the and USFL just fell off. This man is, <laughs> yeah, this man, I don't, I don't see it, you know, uh, I mean, you can't, he, he, there's no word to describe this man, you know, uh, I cannot think of any positiveness uh, 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 about this man. Before we go on, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about what you do with your TV station, the global wire information services. Like, tell the people about what you're involved in, David. Well, let um, see. My name is David Watts. I'm actually a behavior profile specialist. Um, I teach nonverbal communication and paralinguistics, and I have a um, a program or service called the Global Wire Information Service, which actually strives to bring information from a global perspective based on that through an African-American lens. So we look at things that the mainstream media has been talking about, and we bring that information to our people. Hey, you know what, David? Um, I'm really going to get back on that, you know, since the death of my wife and everything. You know, it's been a little time of trying to get back to the uh, to, to, to some of the uh, activities that we discussed prior to April first, you know, you know, I had, a, you know, I had a, a long uh, 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 list of activities I wanted to uh, uh, do this year. And I just got to put a couple of those activities back a month or two. But uh, some of the things I want to do, I am going to continue to do. But I just try to get everything uh, with the station. The radio, the internet radio station, right before I could venture out. Yeah, uh, I gotta make sure this is solid before I could uh, 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 venture out. You know, so uh, I hope you still could use my services when I'm ready. And it'll probably be another month or two, uh, uh, David. Hello. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay, what well, do you great. Think about I mean, Hillary? What do you think about Hillary? I think she is a career politician, and she said, you know, she was on the Breakfast Club a few weeks ago, and one of the hosts asked her, hey, Hillary, what's in your um in your purse? And she said, hot sauce. <laughs> and one of the hosts said, you know, you go carrying to the black people again. And she said, is it working? And even they had to say, watch it, people. 
You know what I'm saying? She knows what you're looking for, you know, and, you know, watch it because she's a career politician. You know, under uh, Bill, her, and Bill, and technically they're calling them, you know, affectionately calling them Billary because, you know, this is going to be the third term for Bill Clinton. But under them, the three strikes law was created, and they put more black people in prison than any other uh, five Republican presidents before them. You know, so we just really need to watch her elected officials and really watch what they're doing. And, you know, just because they do something endearing, like, you know, Bill Clinton came on and a lot of people, I'm right when he allowed people to, uh, you know, sing the saxophone and, you know, play to the audience. He's a politician. You know, politics comes from the real world, Latin word meaning to lie. So right there from the very beginning, they're telling you what their what their kind of manifesto is. So I think we really need to be aware and we need to, you know, stop really being just so kind by when they do something like they appear on the Yellen show or they do something really funny or they appear on a, a black show and say, oh, wow, they're really against for us because they're not. They just want our vote. You know, it's so funny. Mark Twain said, you know, and this is back in the 1920s, he said, if voting mattered, do you really think they would let you do it? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Well, let, let me ask you this. It's, it's very surprising. I mean, I, I, you and I think so much of a life. I was getting ready to ask you, do our vote, do the black vote really, really matter to this political structure that we are currently in? You know, and that's another thing, too. I think that you know, people turned out in mass amounts and so you couldn't, you really couldn't. It wasn't so much, I think, the vote, but it was the people crying they wanted something different when Barack came. But I think now people are just like, you know, I saw a meme on Instagram a few days ago. It said choosing between Bernie Sanders, Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump is like saying, what cancer do I want that will kill me the slowest? You know? So it's like I think there's an apathy among voters nowadays that, you know, who cares? Because to be honest, I think I just registered. Just registered. I don't even know if I'm going to vote. To be honest, I think I was just like, you know, what's the point? You know. So yeah. I think we really need to, really need to be aware and really need to say, okay, is this something that is going to make a difference? You know, and I think availing yourself of the political process is good, especially if you're a new voter. You know, and just knowing how the system works. But I think maybe I've just gotten. Burned out because I don't know if you know I really don't think the votes matter and because I've worked you know uh, let's say in the media and I've seen the way things go I've been a little I guess we should say a little more um, I don't know enlightened maybe it's not the right word to use where I kind of see the way the system works and I'm like you know what's the point because we know it works you know and then of course we still have an electoral college which means technically that even though the people may say they want one thing, the people that do the electoral voting can say, yo, that's what you want, but this is what we're going to do. They are not mandated or beholden to really do anything that people want when they vote because once the electoral college votes, that's it. The people kind of kind of say, and that's what the voting says, this is what we want, but that's not necessarily what they have to do. I just uh, look back on, okay, his presidency is almost over. And you know, I was one of the millions of people that drunk the President Obama Kool-Aid. I drank it. I drank it. I was one that happened. I said, wow, who ever thought in my lifetime I would see a black man 
as president of the United States. Then he became president. Then they interviewed this congressman from New York named Weiner, who got thrown out of Congress for sexual pictures or whatnot. He said, well, you have your day now, but we'll have ours tomorrow. Mm. And I, I, I can remember the, the, the speech that this uh, President Obama gave when he, uh, uh, his acceptance speech. Uh, at the uh, at, uh, uh, Democratic Convention, the first one, in uh, 2004, I believe. Uh, he was, yeah, I mean, he had a list. And a lot of the list, we were, we were on that list. But the Congress just shut down every bill that he tried. He had to do the executive order on, on some of those bills. But he did not... Uh, 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 Signed any executive orders when it came to us. And uh, one day, I think this was like, oh, about five months ago on C SPAN, and uh, it was uh, Travis Smiley, uh, you know, the usual gang, uh, Cornell West, Louis Farrakhan. It was about six of them. They all had a little round table. And the, the guy from Michael Eric Dyson from Princeton, he said, that we should have a black agenda. We should have our black agenda, and we should go to all these candidates and what you're going to do for us. Now, you know, I can't understand that, but my thing is why are we always begging the United States government for our play? And, and, and you know, I thought as being on this earth for 50-plus years, you know, I don't want to put my future in another man's hand. So, uh you think we should have a black agenda? Should candidates address our issues like they address the Latinos? Hmm. That's a good. That's a good question. That's a good point. You know, mean, in, you 19, know. in 1970, mm-hmm. in 1970, it was either 1969 or 1970. They had a black convention, and uh, I believe it was Cleveland. I want to say Cleveland. I believe it was in Cleveland, and uh, and they were trying to put. Uh, uh, it was uh, uh, it was uh, the, the the leader was a uh, uh, brother Mir Baraka, all of them it was from different uh, 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 different ideology of the black community, academic, community level, businesses, political, and they all came together and they want to put together agenda. And it never came about because once they had, they were set on one one issue. I forgot the, they did a documentary. I really, I forgot the issue they were strong about, and they walked out, and they walked out of the convention, and that was the only convention that uh, that uh, that uh, we uh, that we had that had a chance of of. Um, uh, putting together a black agenda. Dave, I lost you. Uh, so uh, I think he come back. Uh, uh, I guess I just move on to the next um, to the next uh, topic of discussion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Like you were saying, uh, 
Should we have a black agenda? If we have a black agenda, will people listen? You know? So, uh, what do you think? Should we have a black agenda? Should, 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 should we have, I mean, that's what the Black Caucus was developed for. The Black Caucus was supposed to, um, the Black Caucus was supposed to be our ears, our mouth, uh, they were supposed to speak for us, what have you, but the Black Caucus has been, I don't even know who's, if you're a black politician in Washington, D.C., y'all imagine the Black Caucus. I don't know what the Black Caucus is. I don't even know if there still is a Black Caucus. Uh, so, um, I don't know. Uh, like like David's saying, it's really it's really it's really hard to to take these uh, uh, politicians seriously. You know, even on a local level, you know, you know, some people go into politics with good agendas, good agendas, with the most good intentions. They want to do something for their community. To be honest with you, once they get in there and they see the structure, whoa, it's a different, it's a different story. It's a different story. So I, I think that you know, a question is, should we really put our future in these people's hands? Should we put our destinies in these people's hands? And I'm talking about as a collective a black collective society on the community level. I'm not talking about any black person in the United States of America because there are black folks that are Republican. There are black folks that are part of the political structure. There are black folks that are part of the corporate world that really don't have the insight and the goings on. They don't interact on a daily basis. Or the uh, uh, or what's going on in black communities across the country. So um, we really had to 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 uh, we really had to uh, uh, really decide and say, hey, are these people working for me? Really, are these people are these people uh, um, doing the right thing for me? And so um, it's up to you. You got to make that choice. I cannot tell you what to do. And um, I just hope that I just hope that 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 one day that 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 this this political climate will 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 benefit the black community because uh, but right now. It's, I personally like things uh, uh, right now. Simple and true. Uh, it's, it's not. Uh, um, I think we should really consider on uh, uh, looking at it. But to some people, politics is the only way to go. Uh, 
uh, politics. They they feel politics is the uh, is the uh, is the uh, they feel politics is the uh, is the answer. And um, on that note. That's it for today, this evening. This is Kenneth Jones for Black Earth America. I am because we are. We are because I am. Have a good week. Don't forget, Thursday night, the Queen Mother for Real Media presents a pair of power in Black America with Daryl and Monique Freeman. Remember, what we're going to do with these politicians, man? What we're going to do with them? See you.